Welcome to Sales Hiring Straight Talk, where sales leaders go for advice, tips, and resources to hire high-performing sales talent. If you find the hiring process challenging or have been disappointed when a hire couldn't sell, you're not alone. Make your sales hiring interviews rock with Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Here are your co-hosts, Jennifer Leak and Suzanne Paling. Hello and welcome to Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Thanks for listening today. I'm Suzanne Paling. And I'm Jennifer Leak. We'd like to start out by introducing our sponsor, Employment Screening Services. They offer fast, accurate, and responsive background services to help you make better hiring decisions. After 30 years, they have employee screening down to a science. If you missed our first podcast on the in-person interview, we defined the term, provided tips for conducting an effective one, and discussed common mistakes that hiring sales leaders make. That's podcast 3.1 at saleshiringstraighttalk.com. We talked about actions in the in-person interview, taking all the data you have to date, that would be referrals, resume, phone interview, and assessment results, and combining it with your own hiring experience to plan a meaningful two-way conversation with your candidate. Now we'd like to dig a little deeper and discuss other aspects of the in-person or face-to-face interview. In this podcast, we want to talk about how to make that in-person interview a great experience for both you and the candidate. Four questions that are often asked are, who should participate in this first interview? Where should the interview take place? When and in what detail do I talk about compensation? And how do I conduct a strong post-interview evaluation? Well, Suzanne, let's get started with that first question. Who should participate in our first interview? You know, ideally, we recommend that it just be the candidate and you, the sales leader. You know, Jennifer, Early in my career, when I was first interviewing for sales positions, it was common for me to meet with just the sales leader, the person who would be my future boss. Ultimately, this rep reports to you. So that's how I think the first interview should be, a focused conversation between the two of you. If you're uncomfortable or absolutely do not want to go it alone, at most, ask one other person in the company to sit in on the interview. Suzanne, I've seen some interviewers bring far too many people into that first interview. Yes, indeed. And maybe you are seeking as many opinions as possible on this candidate, so you ask colleagues whose opinion you value to participate. But this can seem intimidating to the candidate, perhaps feeling more like an inquisition. If you do have another person participate in the interview, be sure and plan it out beforehand. Decide who will ask what questions and when you'll ask them. If you both are jumping in here and there, it interrupts the flow of the interview. Maybe you're thinking this is the time they could meet other employees, and that's really a good idea, and it is important but we recommend doing that in the second interview. And we'll talk more about that in a future podcast about the second interview. That brings us to the second question. Where should the first interview take place? You have two choices, in person, and if the budget or circumstances prevent that, doing a virtual first interview. If you are able to have a live first interview, conduct it in a neutral location, such as a conference room rather than your office. It works best because it's usually a bigger space, giving you and the candidate a chance to spread out a little bit, have a pad of paper or laptop for note-taking, and some water nearby. It's also an impersonal space for both of you, which makes for a more comfortable and focused interview. And if you don't have a conference room, borrow the biggest office that isn't yours. It's even better if it also has a table and chairs. The candidate is just not as comfortable being interviewed with someone sitting behind a desk while they sit in a chair. And if the entire company works virtually right now, or you always have, use an office at a shared workspace company. If you find you have to do your first interview virtually, pay attention to what the candidate will see behind you as your background. Don't forget to test your video software prior to conducting the interview. 
For more details on this, listen to Episode 2, Remote Worker, Hiring Virtually, the first interview. Suzanne, once we've decided where to have the interview, how long should that first in-person interview last? Great question. Candidates often wonder about this as well, but may be hesitant to ask. I recommend telling them to plan to be together for two and a half hours. This gives you time for any formal paperwork they may need to complete, as well as two hours for your interview. Letting them know what to expect is always valuable because don't forget, as we've said before, while you are evaluating them, they are evaluating you and your company as well. Absolutely, Jennifer. People appreciate that kind of upfront communication. This works for most candidates who plan to take a half day off at the very least anyway. Okay, Suzanne, so you know who's involved in the first interview, where or how to have it, and you've communicated a time frame to your candidate. Let's look at that all-important next question, how and what should I discuss about compensation during this first interview? A most important question that everybody wants to know about. Some companies briefly discuss a comp range during the phone interview to clarify income expectations up front. They want to know early on if they are far apart on income expectations. Suzanne, if that discussion didn't take place in the phone interview, what are your recommendations about a compensation conversation during the first interview? Whether you covered the topic or not, it's a good idea to talk salary ranges and income opportunities. Let the candidate know what the base salary is, both training and tenured, if there's a difference. Then explain the commission and or bonus structure. Let them know how many tiers there are and whether or not it's capped. Give them a reasonable ballpark estimate for typical first-year earnings. Suzanne, why do you think it's important to talk about their first-year compensation at this point? It is not uncommon for a new rep to earn less that first year than they will in subsequent years with the company. To woo candidates, well-meaning sales leaders often dangle the carrot of the earnings of the current top producer as an example. They make it seem as if it's the norm. I can understand why a sales leader might mention what their top producer earns, but is there a downside of doing that? It's good to let the candidate know what they can potentially earn, but be realistic to avoid having to manage a disgruntled employee with unrealistic first-year income expectations. Good point. And on that note, should you show the full compensation package with all the details in that first interview? I don't think they should. It's too much information for the first interview. A realistic discussion should satisfy the candidate's questions about earning potential. Jennifer, that brings us to the fourth question we are so often asked. How do I conduct a strong post-interview evaluation of all of my candidates? Well, you know, we did stress the need for consistency in prior steps in the hiring process, Suzanne. Mm -hmm. For instance, we used the same eight questions for all candidates in the step one phone screen. And then in step two, they all took the same pre-employment assessment. Right, Jennifer. Step three, your in-person interview needs to carry this same consistent process forward. So how do we do that? It's important to have a format that prepares you for each interview. Review what you know about each candidate to date. Things like those eight questions you asked in the phone screen and any interview questions suggested by their assessment results. Finally, you really need to know the key traits you think are vital to success in your sales position. Have them handy to remind you to look for them in each candidate. Good idea. Then schedule time immediately after the interview and before you do anything else. Jot down your thoughts and observations while they are still fresh. When you interview several candidates, these notes are a way to remind you of the strengths and challenges of each candidate you met. Without notes, it's hard to remember them the next day or even a week later. 
That's right, Suzanne. And it's also a good idea to have a table with a rating of maybe one through five across the top. List key observations that contribute to your decision of who goes to step four, that second interview, and then rate each candidate. Things like their overall appearance, their dress, their body language, their eye contact, and then those key characteristics I mentioned, for example, outgoing, sales drive, coachability, credibility. List these on your sheet and rate the candidate on each. I agree. Other things you might add to your list are, did they ask questions? And did anything you ask them stump them? Did they fail to answer a question? This post-interview evaluation is so important that we'll be doing a podcast focusing on this topic alone in a future Sales Hiring Straight Talk podcast. So watch for that. Preparation before and a review after the interview will help you decide on who to move to the next step. We hope this podcast gave you some ideas to make your in-person interview a positive experience for both you and the candidate. Remember to think through how many people should take part in the first interview. Where is the best place to hold it? At what point and in how much detail do I discuss the compensation plan? And finally, how do I end with a strong post-interview evaluation so the best candidates are chosen to go to the next step? Thanks for listening today. We recognize and appreciate the hard work you do as sales leaders. We hope you found an idea or two that will help you in your sales hiring interviews. We created Sales Hiring Straight Talk to be a resource for you. At saleshiringstraighttalk.com, you can download an overview of our six-step hiring process and other episodes. You can also download the five most disturbing trends in the employment screening industry from our sponsor, Employment Screening Services. Finally, join us on LinkedIn to share sales hiring wisdom and ideas with us and fellow sales leaders. To find us, click Join Us on LinkedIn in the upper left corner of our homepage. We're here to be a resource for you. Visit saleshiringstraighttalk.com to listen to more episodes in the growing podcast library. Sales Hiring Straight Talk, so your sales hiring interviews rock.